Welcome to BNB Books and Banter, a podcast where we are currently reading through Brandon Sanderson's Stormlight Archive. This is Linda. And I'm Sarah. We're currently reading the first book, The Way of Kings. Episode 61, in which Navani seduces Dalinar by being open and honest. Okay. All right, let's go. 61, right for wrong. Um, let's see. I've got nothing for the quote. No, I have nothing either. Um, although, um, like, in this chapter, the quotes are mentioned. Did you catch that? The quotes are mentioned? Yeah. Oh, you mean... Okay, yeah. Yes, I do know what you're talking about. Yeah. Do we stop tracking the um, the months? Yes. Okay, because they're really weird month names. Mm. That's all I... That's all I wanted you to know. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot to keep track of here, so... There is... Yeah, I wouldn't be able to tell you. One day, when I have way more time than I have right now. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's see. Um, We are with Dalinar. Mm-hmm. I actually think this one... Maybe you have a lot more to say than I do, but I think this one's going to be fairly light on my end. Hmm. Okay. Okay. So we start off with Navani questioning Dalinar about how he knows who he spoke with. Because mm. there is obviously no name mentioned during the vision. Right. You can't just be like, hey, bro, what's your name again? <laughs> <laughs> Without it sounding pretty bad. Mm-hmm. But Dalinar is like so convinced. And in fairness, Navani has to make sure. Like, y- you can't just go off a gut feeling about these things. She's academic in that. Yeah. If you have any kind of evidence, that would be great, Dalinar. <laughs> <laughs> right. And to her point, like, translating the linguistics would be the best way to prove that his visions are real Mm -hmm. definitely because that is something that was witnessed by herself and by Adeline and Renarin Mm -hmm. and it is something that Dalinar would not know at all he wouldn't know this language there's no way he would have been able to just stumble across it and then just be recalling it somehow so that is proof, as opposed to Dalinar going, I saw this happen in my vision, and he could have been read the story as a child. You know, the other kind of question I would have is like, since they've kind of established what's going on, like, I guess I don't know what kind of time frame we're talking about when they will announce this whole thing about the episode slash visions. Um, and we don't also know how long they are going to continue either. But at some point, like, would there be an ardent or some other third party scholastic or academic person who would want to want? I, I, and I don't know if it's like want or is needed to be present during one of Dalinar's episodes. Mm. Am I making sense? Yeah, no, you are. Um, I don't know whether he would trust Anyone else apart from Navani and maybe Jasna? Mm-hmm. To actually sit in the room with him. He's very vulnerable in that state. So maybe? No, I agree. But that's why I'm, I'm wondering. But timing-wise, 
I mean, they first have to get the message out there that he's not crazy. Yeah, that's hard to do. Mm. I was just curious to know if like a another party would be necessary to prove the validity of what he is seeing. Mm. Yeah, it's possible they'll try it at the next high storm. Well, let's see what happens. I'm not quite sure. It's just something that was kind of occurred to me just now. And then there, and then the conversation moves on, right, to why this is actually happening to Delinar. And Navani brings up the fact that basically that what his sons have told her that he had sought out the old magic and had gone to the Night Watcher. Mm. We was did we suspect this happened? We did, did we not? Yes, when we first came across the Night Watcher, because of what Dalinar had said about, you know... Not remembering his wife. Not remembering his wife, but no one else seeming to be aware of the fact that he can't remember his wife. <laughs> mm-hmm. So this confirms it, really. He went to the Night Watcher to get a blessing, and his curse was that he no longer remembers his wife. But what is... What is the blessing? Mm, what did he ask for? We don't know. Or maybe, or, 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 that was the blessing. So then what's the curse? <laughs> yeah, is it both? <laughs> both the blessing and the curse is he can't remember his wife? Could be. It's hard to say. Mm. I wonder if we ever find out. Or it's just one of those facts about Dalinar that he gets to hide what he, quote, is his shame. Mm. But in this, he does say that he knows what his, what both things are. Mm -hmm. So I don't think they're the same thing. Yep. I have to say, Renarin is remarkably composed throughout all of this, considering Dalinar thinks that Renarin would judge him very harshly for it. But he's very analytical about all of this, even before they move on to the old magic, about the fact that... Like, he's trying to calm Dalinar down earlier about the fact that what he's seeing is the past, which is not predicting the future. Mm-hmm. And if Because the, of their religious... Yeah, the religious connotations over seeing the future is not allowed. Yes. And if it is the Almighty sending them, then how could anyone question him? Because it's the Almighty. <laughs> right. But then as soon as you go into the old magic, he's like, well... I actually researched this and Dalinar knows what both of these, both his curse and his blessing is. So, or his desire, sorry, his curse and his desire. So it's not anything associated with that. Like he's just very sensible about everything. He's not being emotionally swayed the way Dalinar is. Mm -hmm. Even though Dalinar would never admit to it. I mean, I think it's, I think it's great that you know, he did all of this extra stuff without asking in his own free time. Mm, yeah. Like, why else would he ask for a number of readings about the old magic? Yeah. Other than because he wanted to make sure that he understood it completely so that he could understand what was happening to Dalinar better. Mm-hmm. Like, he just wants to understand his father more. Mm. I was very impressed with Renarin in this chapter. I do like Renarin. Mm. He's a sweetheart. I don't know why Dalinar thinks he's going to be so judgmental. I think it's because Adeline is still very different from him, right? Yeah. No, sorry. Adeline is more similar to Dalinar. Yes. Right? So it's easier for Dalinar to understand what Adeline is thinking. And how he will react to something. Mm-hmm. But Renarin, 
Mm-hmm. His temperament is different. His personality is different. His interests are different. Mm. And, you know, it's harder for us to understand people that are not similar to us, right? Mm-hmm. And this is the other thing, too. It's like Renarin does want to be understood, right? Because he's choosing pursuits that clearly are not his strong points for whatever his reasons are. Or maybe I'm wrong in saying that because we just... We've seen Renarin a lot on the side, right? Yeah. So it'd be interesting to see, like, if we ever get something more directly related to Renarin, if it's truly because, like, he wants to be a warrior and a fighter, and that's really what he wants to do. Because, I mean, it's obvious to us, because it's obvious to Dalinar, that Renarin is a great scholar and could be an amazing scholar, and we see that because he goes and he does that extra bit of research on his own to better understand what's happening to his father, right? Mm-hmm. So I definitely could see the signs of him being like more on the academic side of things. So I guess I just don't know if that's what Renorin wants or don't or doesn't want, really. Well, we already know from previous chapters that he does. He has no interest in going into the. Ardentia mm-hmm. and becoming an ardent. So while he definitely has a talent in that area, he doesn't at the moment seem to want to pursue it at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, the reason why though we don't know. Yeah. But yeah, then he um he continues trying to learn actually by asking R- Navani to tell him what the desolations are because and I mean Dalinar is right. You don't know who you can trust. So why wouldn't you ask? Nivani. Yeah, and this is where we get our first myth. Mm. The myth of how do you, how are we going to say that? Parasafi. Parasafi. All right, Parasafi and Nadris. So this is interesting. Yeah, people are born from rocks. <laughs> yeah, seed stones. I mean, this whole thing is what the origin of the Makabaki. So this is like a myth about a particular civilization. Mm-hmm. Born from rocks, basically. Yeah. So, um, but the whole point of this myth is that it starts because the desolations wiped out Parasafi's people. Mm-hmm. And the short answer Nirvana gives is the desolations were basically wars. Mm. The void bringers come again and again, trying to force mankind off Rosharan. Um. So apparently, they succeeded. The Voidbringers has succeeded it once before because they forced mankind and the heralds out of the tranquil and halls. Yeah. And onto Roshar, we assume. Mm-hmm. Are we talking about Roshar as a like continent or Roshar as a world at this point? I mean, I would say it's a continent. We've no proof that the world is round, though. Yeah. We just assume it's a round planet. Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> We don't know. But the way the way it's named would indicate that the tranquil line halls are like heaven and damnation is hell. Ba- basically. <laughs> uh, the whole afterlife part of our religions, right? Mm-hmm. What happens? No one has the answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But. And. Mm? Okay, go. I have nothing. I was going to move us. Oh, I was going to move us on too. Perfect. 
So where are we going? <laughs> <laughs> well, Dalinar is continuing to ask like, when were the Knights Radian founded? When? Because the whole point of this is Dalinar doesn't know where these visions are coming from because now that they kind of know that they're true and like not products of madness, he is now struggling to understand who is trying to talk to him. What is the point of these visions? Like, are they trying to make the nice Radiant look good? Because that's completely opposite to what we believe in and that would put me at odds with everybody. Like, what is the point of him getting these visions? What is he supposed to do? Yeah. And this sends him on a deeper spiral than, you know, him getting the visions (laughs) in the first place. (laughs) Now that he knows that they're real and it's the truth... A past, like, I don't even know what to call it. A past truth, I guess. Mm. He's now even in more of a state of overt. Because now he, like, I suppose previously he could compartmentalize it in his mind as if to say, I don't know if these are true or not, so I don't have to think too deeply about. Right. He does have to ponder and try to get the most information out of it either. I mean, he was hung up on the unite them bit Mm -hmm. but he couldn't understand what he was supposed to be uniting so like is it just uniting the armies (laughs) in uh but like now it's oh this is bigger than our war on the shattered plains yeah we have no idea Mm. and that is actually where navani also mentions the fact that these quotes are um they are aware of people speaking just before they die and it has gotten surgeons unsettled and is this a prelude to something much bigger yeah i wonder if that's one of the ways you would be able to tell the changing of times right Mm. well with quotes like the ones we've seen probably yeah those i mean those quotes if i were to hear them is definitely very um foreboding alarm bells would be ringing but again like back to our question previously are there people whose job it is to sit and listen to these quotes and somehow be like the designated person right Mm. like if i were to hear it once i I wouldn't think much of it but if i were to hear it more on like a i would hate to say day-to-day basis but something more frequent than once every couple of years you know then you could have a chance of trending Mm. but i mean we see one of kaladin's bridge crew members do it Mm-hmm. And it doesn't seem to phase them. Mm-hmm. So just how common is it? That's that's a good question. Is it every single person? That was a question we had, right? Yeah. Where you and I were speculating, like, would it happen in natural deaths or... Yeah. Questions. <laughs> Lots of them. Yeah. You know, we're, we're almost done with this book and I still don't have an answer to those questions. Well... I'm just going to point that out. We have at least three more published books ahead of this one. True. So. <laughs> True. <laughs> we'll get there. Mm. All right. Let's go back to now the private conversation between Avani and Dalinar. Yes, because, I mean, Dalinar does try, in fairness to him. He walks up to the door where he can see the guards. And Renarin leaves the room and Navani is about to leave the room and then, you know, charms him, closes the door. Oh. He is completely powerless in the situation. Yeah. And, you know, they're talking about his thoughts to start with. Hmm. 
and she just gets frustrated to the point where she says, does nothing bring you to passion any longer? And Talonar is basically trying to keep on his mask of self-restraint here. <laughs> and maybe that's why she doesn't see any of his passions. Yeah, because he basically shows nothing. <laughs> yeah, and she doesn't go out to the battlefield with him, so she won't be able to really see... Actually, I don't think... He doesn't really show up there either. I mean, he's a very restrained person. No, I was going to say, like, even what he has, like, a helmet on, right? So it'd be hard for people to see if he... What he's actually feeling. And it would have to be if he was experiencing, I guess, the intense emotion required to have Spren be attracted. Mm-hmm. I mean, he gets glory, Spren, when he's out in the battlefield from time to time. But, like, that's it. But does glory equate to passion? Exactly. <laughs> He's very restrained. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in like that entire conversation, he's just questioning himself and questioning himself and going around in circles. But there's not a lot of outburst of passion in any of that. Yeah, it's either very muted in terms of um, emotions generally actually mm. like we know he is emotional because he's letting his thoughts be dictated by emotion but he's not outwardly showing emotion in a simple fashion mm. mm-hmm. and that's the difference yeah i think we get a window into his thoughts and even we find it to be very restrained mm. so i can only imagine what others see yeah i mean navani can't read his mind like, she needs some sort of visual cue here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, and that's what makes Navani angry. And upset. He made her upset. Because everybody's always focused on her husband. Mm. And all anyone can see of her is the wife of a dead man. Oof. And she even says the reason she came back was because she was not needed in the capital, which basically means the queen didn't want her around. So, yeah. like, she is the widow of the former king. Well, what is she supposed to do? She is still a person. Right. She can still contribute hugely, and she wants to, and she wants to feel. And she clearly um, really likes Dalinar, <laughs> so... She is allowed to live her life. Yeah. She is a person. She's allowed to pursue her interests. Yeah. And... Dalinar is hung up on the fact that she is the widow of his brother, which, yeah, talk about putting your dead brother in the middle of everything all of the time. But anyway, Navani's outburst of emotion convinces him otherwise. Yeah, I just, I think a lot of us can relate to this where sometimes you don't feel like you're being seen for you as an individual. Mm. We actually, um... We discussed it in the two chapters ago. Yeah. I'm glad she's standing up for him, for herself as a person, you know? Mm. Yeah, I'm more than just, you know, somebody's wife. <laughs> yeah. In this case. Um, but good on you, Navani. Good on you. Yeah. And you got him as well. I don't think Dalinar can pull back now from that. Not when she's crying in front of him. Mm. But like... He can't, he probably will try to do a like, you know, a, oh, uh, that was a mistake. I didn't mean to kiss you later on. 
but like he already did <laughs> yeah but the thing is like it's it's proof of his feelings there was passion spread like you can lie to yourself all you want but everyone not everyone well navani knows the truth and you know the truth like dalinar knows the truth so yeah so passion spread since you mention it yeah new type spread are tiny flakes of crystalline snow that just float on down nice that's pretty it is pretty no color is associated with the passion spread so you know Mm. so it's just like little little sparkles yeah glitter it's glitter in the air (laughs) (laughs) except you don't have to clean it up yes still pretty Mm. so yeah so Navani gets what she wants to a point to a point Dalinar just needs to you know give in yeah and you know she still has things to say right Mm. and it's after the kiss and she just doesn't want to hear anything about his guilt or excuses and she just wants to I don't know if it's partly because she's been shunted off to the side or if she is this observant but she does note that there's something wrong in the world, mm. right? She's paying attention to the big events that are happening, right? The king of Jacobid was assassinated, and he was killed by the Shin Shardbearer in white clothing. Ah, so Zeth has struck again. Yep, he got he got the command, and he did it. So, is that the one we saw in the inter- one of the interludes? I yeah, I believe so. Yeah, so. And we felt, I mean, whoever is masterminding this is not exactly trying to be subtle, mm. especially when you have Zeth don the same clothing again. Yeah. Yeah. That was a very, very deliberate move. Right. And it shows like who is paying attention. Like the fact that Navani hears of this and... And we hear of it through Navani instead of mm-hmm. Dalinar. Or exactly. Alucard or anything like that. I would have expected to have heard it from Alucard, given how paranoid he has been. Mm. You would think that would be on his radar then. Exactly. But it's not, which could also indicate like how far removed everybody here on the Shadow Plane is from the rest of the world. Yeah. Which is interesting to think about because there is, well, what is it? The Span Read. Yes. I mean, that's probably how Navani found it was through Spine Reads. Right? So I don't know if it's a deliberate, like, way to focus on ending the war or not. Um, if it's conscientious choice. Mm. Or if it just shows, like, how much, like, this war is not doing great things for a Lothkar. If the king isn't even aware of what's happening to his fellow... Neighboring country. Yeah, Exactly. Mm. Yeah, it is something they should be paying closer attention to, but they're not. Yeah, and then something Navani admits that's interesting. Jasna is looking for something, which we knew, mm-hmm. and we've deducted. But the fact that Navani frightens her sometimes with her intensity. Yeah, that's an interesting thing to admit to, that your daughter is frightens you, basically, by through sheer intellect. Mm. Is is it that or the fact that whatever Jasna is looking for so, you know, so doggedly 
that dangerous thing is that what she's looking for what scares navani mm. you know like if she were seeking something else would she be afraid of the intensity i think navani like it's just her sense of foreboding you know that something something's going wrong and something's about to happen yeah and it and her daughter is part of part it. of it and trying to figure out what it is yeah yeah so yeah and Navani continues to be vulnerable. She says that she needs Delana, right? And that mm. she's been afraid that the guilt would have destroyed him. But she's reached a point, you know, maybe it's the news of these assassinations. Maybe she's, maybe that sense of foreboding is like taking over to the point where she can't keep it to herself any longer. And she just needs support and she needs somebody else to talk to about these things. Mm. Yeah, she needs Dalinar, and she needs Dalinar to be on her page. Yeah, so I wonder if, like, Navani being so in touch with everything else will help Dalinar. It will benefit Dalinar greatly. This is the whole thing, like, Navani is good for him. <laughs> in, yes. in multiple ways. <laughs> yes. He needs to stop being so afraid. Yep. Yeah, we shall see. Ooh, also this throwaway comment. Mm-hmm. I was never unfaithful while he lived, though the Stormfather knows I had ample reason. Yeah. What? Gavilar, what? Gavilar was not as squeaky clean as you would think. I wonder. I hope we find out more. Yeah, I feel like Gavilar's shadow is over everything. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah. I was going to say, I think it's slightly hilarious that... The seductive part of this whole thing was Navani being open and honest. Yeah. <laughs> Dalinar just folded. <laughs> I say that's a, a slightly hilarious, but at the same time, I'm like, how... How else do you catch Dalinar? It's not like I was going to say, like, for most of our relationships, right? Mm. Like, you need to have that open, vulnerable conversation to build trust hmm. and you can't really have a relationship without that i mean you don't have to cry in order to convince them to kiss you <laughs> um Agreed. that might just be a dalinar thing but yeah being open and honest is necessary in a relationship so mm, i agree but i just think it's hilarious that he calls that he calls it seductive. <laughs> yeah <laughs> Like, no, Dalinar, she could have breathed and you would have called it seductive. Yeah, exactly. Like, he, he just always is aware of her, so I don't... I just think it's kind of funny. Oh, it is, definitely. <laughs> In the next episode, we will cover chapter 62, which means we're hanging out with Kaladin. If you enjoyed this episode, please share this with your friends and follow us on Twitter or on Instagram at b. N banter podcast. Again, that's B N banter podcast to get episode updates. If you extra love us, please leave a review wherever you get your podcast to help spread the joy.